Time to rock and roll. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. So thankful to be in the studios downtown Indianapolis. Beautiful, comfortable air conditioning. I love that. And I'm going to enjoy it even more as we get into July. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Let's help some Hoosiers get off that organ transplant list. You can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. We heard how important that is for conservation in the shows each and every week. But we can't thank you enough for joining us. Thank the stations that carry us. We've had some new affiliates join. We always appreciate that. They do have a choice. Ginger Murphy is going to be with us talking about several things going on in state parks and how you plan your trip, how you use Indiana state parks, something we haven't talked about here, but she's one of the best, and we appreciate her joining us. John Martino, award-winning outdoor writer, he's going to join talking about a fishing derby for kids in Kokomo that's been going on for nearly 40 years, hundreds of kids, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers, and the impact that he and his volunteer group have made is literally worthy of as much time as we can give him. But John Martino talking about that, the applications are coming out here next week. So you're going to want to talk. You're going to want to make sure you are aware. And that's what we're going to cover. Uh, We are also talking about State Fair, believe it or not, the State Fair. Yes, it's going to be here before we know it. The State Fishing Pond is one of the highlights in the DNR Pavilion, the beautifully air-conditioned, clean bathroom, natural resources pavilion but chris connor state fishing uh programs coordinator for the state of indiana joins us what do you need what he needs how you can get involved and it doesn't take a lot you don't have to be an expert even i can do it and the state fair is going to be here before you know it so he's going to be with us as you have heard it's a big show it is the indiana outdoor show brought to you by indiana donor network driven to save lives.org we're going to be back right after this It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I, your host, Brian Pointer. Many thanks for those stations around Indiana that carry us. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. How appropriate in what is no longer the month of May, but driven to save lives. The number two, sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. And you're doing good for all the Hoosiers on that list. And We are just blowing through the year already. The older I get, the quicker it goes. But it always brings me joy to have Ginger Murphy back on Indiana Outdoors with our Division of Parks. Ginger, how have you been? I have been great. Boy, the weather has just been good. We've made it through... (laughs) Uh, the first big weekend of summer, Memorial Day weekend, yep. you know, and uh, we are boy, we are headed into June, and June's a great outdoors month, and it's a great opportunity for people to get outside and enjoy the outdoors in a lot of different ways. Actually, they've never done it before. Well, I'm know? glad you bring they're, that. They're not I'm, familiar with it. I'm glad you bring that up because. You've been on dozens and dozens of times, and we make the assumption that people know about state parks and all that is available to them within state parks. There's great resources available, but let's kind of go back to the 100 level here, and if somebody says, why do they keep talking about state parks? What do you have to say to them? Well, I would say 
you know, there is a state park within an hour or a state park managed property within an hour of every Hoosier. So you don't have to travel far to get to one of our properties. And you're going to find a lot of things consistently the same when you visit our properties in terms of the rules and um, how you engage with our staff. They're always going to be ready to welcome you and answer your questions and help you find the things you need to find. But you're also going to find a tremendous diversity in resources from the dunes. You know, if, if you're up in northwest Indiana, you can climb uh, Indiana, you can climb the dunes, climb the sand dunes, and uh, slide back down through the sand. Or you can enjoy the beach of Lake Michigan, which is a little like being on an ocean. It feels a little like an ocean. Or if you're in northeast Indiana, you can canoe and kayak on natural lakes at Chain of Lakes. If you go to Turkey Runner Shades, uh, if you feel like you're in another world in those canyons at Turkey Runner Shades. And also down at Clifty Falls in the Ohio uh, on the Ohio River, we and we have 350 million year old fossil beds at Falls, the Ohio. So, just a tremendous diversity of places to go and things to do on property. So, best place to start is with an Indiana Recreation Guide, and you can pick those up at our properties, or you can get one online too at the DNR website at dnr.in.gov. Well, I know that. You are a fan of the falls, and I know that's one of your favorite places to go. And I love the diversity that we have north to south, east to west, and all of these properties. And to me, it's second nature. You know, you you go into a park, and uh, I was up at Fort Harrison, and I was with my mother-in-law and my mother, and we drove around, and they had no idea. They were asking about the history of Fort Harrison, and they had no idea once you go into the park all that stuff existed and i have to think that there's other hoosiers who say okay i'll go to one of these state parks you already gave the first advice go to the recreation guide how do you use that and if somebody says we're going to make a trip to one of the state parks how do you counsel them to choose the right one where they want to go even though the one might be an hour away how do you help them plan a trip well, I, I would start by looking at the map in the front of the guide, and that gives you, based on where you live, which properties are close. So if you want to do a day trip just to explore, then start with a property that's close. And when you open up the guide, there's a grid that shows what activities and facilities they have. For example, if you live in Newcastle, Summit Lake has uh, a beach. They have hiking trails. They have canoe and kayak rentals. They have a campground. Uh, there, they can, you can fish. There's lots of things to do there, and that's close to home. So you could go do that without traveling too far, and and just enjoy it. So there's a grid that shows facilities. Um, there's also a little description of each property in the guide. You flip through it. There's some articles about things to do. Um, this year's the hundredth anniversary of our naturalist service. So there's an article about that. And then it has all of the fees. So you can see what it costs to come for daily entrance. Or if you want to buy an annual pass, which is a great idea, gives you rates for uh, campsites. It gives you rate for cap- rates for cabins. So it's just, it is the Bible um, for 
enjoying Indiana state properties. Well, I tell you what, you, an, an entry, park entry for an Indiana residence cheaper than uh, many of your local Starbucks drinks that everybody likes, and you'll get so much benefit and joy. You can rent cabins. You can rent pavilions. What I was, uh, am a big proponent of during the summer, I know that you get 25% off your stay from what was Memorial Day weekend through August 31st. You can know, kind of the Sunday through Thursday model. But if you stay two nights, you still get some benefit. Um, your son, your passes at these parks, the state, I think, what is it, $50, $55 now for an annual pass? Mm-hmm. Yep. No better dollar you could spend. No, you visit six times or seven times um, because it's normally seven dollars for an interest, and you're you're caught up. You've um, you've made your money back in terms of those visits. So you know, great places to stay overnight or go for a day. Place picnic shelters, lots of places to picnic and fish, and uh, but but then you know, people also ask about safety. You know, sometimes people are concerned about whether they're going to be safe and. I always just say, let somebody know where you're going. Make sure they know where you're going. And if you're going to hike, keep an eye on the weather before you go. And once you get there, uh, pack water and sunscreen and bug spray. Don't forget the bug spray. That's an important one because mosquitoes and ticks are going to be there. They live there. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you got good shoes if you're going to be hiking. So just um, and we have a page on the Web that lists alerts. Um, so it lets you know, hey, you know, the, the main road to this property has got construction this week so or this summer, so you might need to take this route instead. So there's an alert page on our website. You go to, again, dnr.in.gov for that. So safety. And then the other piece for me is just remember you're sharing space with other people and think about what that means. Uh, keep your dog on a six-foot leash for your safety and for the safety of the dog and other people. Um, Watch your volume if you're hiking or if you're in the campground, you know, so that you're not uh, telling the whole world about the music you like. Yeah. (laughs) Or, 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 you know, what you and your uh, kids are talking about on the trail. Then um, know our firewood rules to help protect our trees from bad bugs. And then also just carry out your trash. So, Boy, I tell you what, you know, couldn't be better messages all around. And I have had no experience. I've never felt unsafe in our state park or property. And nope. I know the, yep. the professionals there, um, it's, a, it's a valid concern, but I've never felt more at home or more welcomed than when you go to one of our campgrounds. And I think you did a wonderful job there just identifying and describing how to use uh, the recreation guide. And I don't often do this, but I will tell you, some websites are just crap. Let's just admit it. You know, you go there and you don't get a lot of information. The the DNR site for state parks and properties, second to none. All your questions, all the resources, all the contact information is right there for you. I want to switch gears for a second. Um, you know, this is also the time of the year where kids are out of school and they're not thinking about school uh, or the parents aren't thinking about school. They're thinking about how to get through the summer. But educators, and there's a lot of them listening here and that you know someone who's an educator who's interested in taking a K-12 through student on a field trip to any one of our state parks or managed properties in this upcoming school year starting in the fall have a unique opportunity through the Natural Resources Foundation. Describe what that is. We offer grants for field trips 
uh, to help teachers defray or schools defray the cost of bus transportation or lunches or supplies, whatever, whatever it is the teacher feels like they need to have in order to bring the kids on a field trip. And, uh, you know, getting kids outdoors and getting them introduced to our state parks is great for them and then they take it back to their families and then they are also the future of our state parks in terms of understanding parks and loving them and caring about what happens in them so taking the that opportunity is great and we're happy to offer these grants over the last probably 10 years we've um, had more than 18,000 students participate just through these grant programs and we do field trips with a lot more kids than that, but the grant is available, $250, so it's not a huge amount, but it is also something that um, helps just defray the cost. Well, I don't imagine there's a teacher listening that if they go to their principal and get approval for a field trip, maybe to coincide with science or history or something, mm-hmm. uh, and say, hey, I've got the buses covered, what else do you need for getting approval? That, that goes a long way. Indeed, it does. It does. And well, so to find that the application period is May 1st to June 30th. So they need to get their applications in by June 30th. And there is information on the Indiana Natural Resources Foundation website about how to apply. It's a simple form. See, you already read and, my mind. You knew that's where I was going. How do you do that? There you go. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we're just, we just think alike, Brian. <laughs> well, that's just because we spend so much time together here on Indiana Outdoors. I'm just going to hopscotch around. What's a state nature passport? This, the Indiana State Nature Passport is a program that allows you to download an app, um, and it's uh, put together by the Indiana Destination Development Corporation, or most people know it as Visit Indiana. And you download this app from their website. You can check in to up it's 81 properties that are possible. And when you check in, when you visit, you can check in and um, you earn points every time you check into one of those 81 properties. And as you earn points, there's a store associated with this app and you can get merchandise. You can get a pair of sunglasses for so many points. You can get a a baseball cap for so many points that says Indiana Nature Passport on it. I think there's a backpack on it as well. So download the app. It'll be on your phone when you go and just um, check in when you arrive and you start earning those points. I love it. And always promoting opportunities beyond just your own desire to get out in nature, add a little incentive never hurt anybody. Hey, I know there's a lot of kids out there, younger folks, I should say not kids or children, but of employment age who are still looking for a summer job. What's your message there? I know there's always a need. We, we've still got them. Um, we are still looking for a few lifeguards, although our pools are going to be open or have been open since Memorial Day weekend. Boy, that's a big deal. Let's stop right there because last year it was a totally, in the couple years before, it was a totally different song. Yeah, we had a, you know, I think the pandemic was tough in terms of uh, people, there was sort of a break in things in terms of pools and facilities. And so we, we lost. I won't say we lost touch with lifeguards because we still had them and had them at our beaches, but you just it was not something a lot of people were thinking about getting qualified to be a guard. So last year, last couple of years have been rebuilding years, and we're in pretty good shape this year, but we still have a few vacancies. We still have vacancies for summer laborers, 
for gate attendants in some places. So if you're in, and, and our ends are always looking for servers and front desk folks. So if you're looking for a summer job or a, a, a full-time job, even we're, we're come to us, ask at the property close to you or check out um, in.gov backslash jobs or jobs.in.gov. I think either one of them works. And you know, I know the, the staff and the executive leadership and you, it's a big family once you're there and you treated well. And I tell you, I don't know of a better experience of having an opportunity. And even Director Coleman started his job as an intermittent many, many, many years ago, decades ago. And look at him now running our Department of Natural Resources Division of Parks. And it is a great place to get your get your feet wet, so to speak. So I'm glad that uh, we brought that issue up. Anything I haven't talked about? Uh, just to, again, we talked about June being uh, get out great outdoors month. So just remember that and uh, take yourself outdoors. And if you can't get to a park, at least get out in your backyard or in the neighborhood and take a walk. Ginger, always great to visit with you and all the great people in parks and as former director Bortner and now the director of the department says you're in the business of making memories no better place to do it than any one of our state parks and properties if you're looking for a job if you want to just get out and volunteer we've had many segments here lately about volunteer opportunities state parks is a home for you thanks for being a part of it and enjoy this great summer I'm sure we'll have you back here shortly we will see you soon Brian talk to you soon it is the Indiana Outdoor Show one of my favorites Ginger Murphy it's Indiana Outdoor Show. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to the number two, savelives.org. Help save some Hoosiers get off that organ transplant list. I, your host, Brian Pointer. We're going to be back right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. So great to visit with you. I, your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. You can sign up to be that organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. What a better way to do that. Uh, you heard Gene Hopkins earlier talking about the importance of hunting and fishing conservation through your purchase of your license. No better conservation dollar. There's my commercial for this day. Here we are already in June. This is sailing by and so many activities. I love talking about the personalities that give their time, talent, and treasure to make opportunities in the great Indiana outdoors possible. None better than John Martino, great award-winning outdoor writer, friend of mine, regular contributor here on Indiana Outdoors. John, how you been? I've been good, Brian. Thank you. Sorry we weren't able to connect at the recent Hoosier Outdoor Writers Annual Gathering, which is one of my favorite times to connect with all the great Hoosier Outdoor Writers, including you. You're always an award winner there. I assume you took away some some hardware? Oh, I got lucky a few times, Brian. <laughs> I don't believe that because I was one of the judges this year. <laughs> and there was, some, there was a lot of entries and a lot of great outdoor writing. And I have to tell you this. There was some that really weren't that good. 
hits. But all, all in all, I knew who was good, and I bet you you were uh, one of those that I probably read somewhere along the line. So that all being said, I do value tremendously those that give of their time, talent, and treasure, especially over a number of years. And one of the things closest and passionate to you in your central Indiana backyard of the Kokomo area is a kids' fishing derby that you put on in July, and that's going to be upcoming here. I want people to know all about it. Tell us about it and what it is. Well, it is a long story. This will be the 39th year. Um, gosh, we had no idea it would in- endure that kind of that many years. But sign-ups are going to be June 12th. That's starting at 8 in the morning, and it, it involves the first 135 kids between the ages of 6 to 15 that sign up. The clinic itself is actually held the last two weeks in July, and it involves five class nights, um, which is July 17th, 18th, 20th, 25th, and 27th. Those are from uh, 6.30 to 9 at Kokomo High School. And the kids, they get brand-new rods and reels that are there, there to keep. They get tackle bags. They get hundreds of dollars worth of fishing lures. And they go to every class. And when I say, I mean, taught by some of our area's best anglers. And when I say uh, they go through about every class, I mean, I mean it. They have uh, types of rods and reel classes, plastic worms and grubs, fish behavior, outdoor ethics and care of the catch, live bait, lure presentation, topwater lures. I mean, they, <laughs> they, even, they even learn how to clean real fish, like a scaled fish, like bluegill and crappie and skin fish like a catfish. So these kids, I mean, uh, you know, I tell them all that I make them a solemn promise that for the rest of their life, they'll catch more fish by going through the kids' fishing clinic than if they didn't. But then what caps all this, I mean, we have famous guest speakers that come in and and then uh, door prizes every night. At the end of the night, they call it happy half hour where we'll give away 100 to 150 door prizes. But what caps it all is the graduation tournament, and that's going to be July 29th at the Kokomo Reservoir. And the kids actually get to go out. We get 70 bass boats out on the Kokomo Reservoir and operated by qualified adult boat captains. And, and two kids per boat, and they get to go and have their, their own three-hour tourney and then come back in for for the biggest picnic you've ever seen in your life because there will probably be eight 900 people there. Um, families of the kids, courts of kids, all the volunteers, and then people from the community come out just to, just to check out the way in. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big thing in in the Kokomo area. John Martino is our guest, and I want to dissect a, a lot of what you said there because the kids it, it, the applications start uh, next week, which is going to be June twelfth. And Correct. that being said, um, get in there early because it goes quick. This doesn't happen. This is a labor of love because it's a lot of work and a lot of great volunteers. So very briefly, tell us where this all came from for some 39 years of putting this together. I'll tell you how it got started. And Brian, I think you remember him. Moose Carden was an outdoor writer. Yep. And um, he was actually, he was asked to go teach a class. They were doing a one-day fishing clinic in Indianapolis. And uh, it was a one-day deal, and then they, there was a, a pond close by, and then those kids would go fish on that pond. Well, long story short, Moose and I were wade fishing the Eel River, and he had mentioned about him and I starting this kid's fishing clinic. 
and wanted to know my thoughts. And I said, well, you know what? If it involves kids and fishing, uh, count me in. So I, I was working for the city. I went to the mayor at the time and asked if, if the city would be interested in sponsoring it. And Moose went to the editor of the Kokomo Tribune because, like I said, he was an outdoor writer. Well, they both agreed. And I'll never forget something that the mayor said, who at that time was Steve Daly in Kokomo. And I told him, you know, we'd like to try this. I didn't know if it was going to work or anything like that. And he looked up and he said, you know, John, it's always better to try something and fail than not try at all. So the first kids fishing clinic was held in 1984. Then um, in 1990, Moose died uh, of cancer. And to, I guess, show respect for my, my friend, I changed the name to the Jim Moose Carden Kids Fishing Clinic. And, you know, for the last 39 years, I mean, it's kind of a big thing. It fills up immediately, and that's one thing I, I do hate about the whole program is that we can't take every kid, but, you know, 70 boats on our Kokomo Reservoirs is what we feel the maximum safe allowable limit. So that's how it got started. The interest through the years just has exploded so um and, and i gotta say something too it wouldn't be possible without 200 volunteers that that really make it possible you got all the 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 special guest speakers you got all the instructors we have other volunteers that help you got 70 boat captains and most of them will bring what we call a first mate or co-captain so it's it's it wouldn't happen without the huge volunteer effort Boy, I tell you what, I, I am so thankful for great civic volunteers who make their conservation ethic part of what they put into practice, and that is no better story and why I love doing Indiana Outdoors. So thank you for you, the leadership, and all those volunteers for making this possible. Before we end here, where, if somebody next week wants to get in on this, where do they go to get an application? You would, the, the, well, the, the registration forms are online on the Jim Moose Carden okay. Kids Fishing Facebook page, but we'll have them there too. Um, sign-ups will be June 12th, start, yep. starting at 8 in the morning at the Kokomo Conference and Event Center, and we'll have registration forms there as well. Boy, I tell you what, I just want a nickname like Moose. Maybe one of these days I'll learn a nickname, and I, I think that's one of the greatest. And what a great tribute to your longtime friend and great outdoor writer. John, thank you for all the work that you do. We look forward to great success, and maybe do a follow-up here shortly, but thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors. My honor, Brian. One of my great friends, John Martino. What a great civic volunteer. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this. It is Indiana Outdoors. What a beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for being with us. Here we are, gosh darn it, already mid-June. Maybe the older I get, I just... It just time flies when you're having fun doesn't sound right. But we are having fun here. It's Indiana Outdoor Show brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives.org. And a lot of folks, believe it or not, looking forward to... The Indiana State Fair. Yes, I said it. Here we're in June, but man, that thing starts and it's a big long run. Starts here in just a short few weeks, but always in need of volunteers is the fishing pond out at the DNR Pavilion. 
Uh, Christopher Connor, who is the Fishings Program Coordinator for our Department of Natural Resources in the Division of Fish and Wildlife. Big job, not just managing that pond, but so important to so many kids, the thousands and thousands of kids that will come out there, need volunteers. And Chris, it's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. What are you looking forward to? Did you make somebody mad to have to do this? Is this, I mean, come on, this is a labor of love. I know, right? I've only been here for a few months. They're already throwing me on something like this. I was going to say, uh, you, now that you've got all, we visited with you a few weeks ago, right after you started. Now we're talking again about the state fair, which nobody's probably even thinking about. But that's going to start here real soon, and you need a boatload of volunteers. Yeah, we're uh, we're certainly thinking about it on our end. We, we've been thinking about it for a while, and that's it's one of those um, you know huge events that we put on that really does need volunteers to operate. I know you'll get a lot of lip service from places about volunteers being necessary, but this is one where they literally are necessary. So we're incredibly thankful for, for everyone who's, who's volunteered in the past. And hopefully we get a, you know, a full crowd of volunteers for this year. Boy, that it certainly helped me out being my first year doing it. So. I was going to say, let's help a brother out here, huh? You got a big <laughs> job throughout the year, but Let's not underestimate this. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but the thousands of kids since this pond opened in the back of the beautiful Department of Natural Resources pavilion, air-conditioned, nice bathrooms, sidebar notes. But this has become a, a destination point for people in their visit to the state fair. And you do have hundreds of volunteers every year, many who come back year after year, for no other reason than it's just a labor of love. You don't need to be a sophisticated fisherman. You don't need to have your own TV fishing show. You're helping kids uh, put a smile on their face, bait and hooks, and and keeping some uh, keeping things moving there. What do these volunteers do? You say we need volunteers. What are they going to do? Right. So they there's a few different options uh, for for the fishing pond specifically, and for anyone who may if maybe the fishing pond doesn't sound like your thing, we also need volunteers. Um, I'm fairly certain for our main DNR building. Um, so there there's plenty of DNR volunteer opportunities to go around but for the fishing pond we'll have four stations uh guides registration then fishing and then equipment they're kind of self-explanatory the guides you will uh you show families around show them where they register kind of help guide traffic um to and around the, the fishing pond registration of course runs the registration table help people get their kids uh kids registered and ready to fish and then there will be volunteers that assist with the fishing portion itself so that would be you know giving tips on how to we use cane poles so you know making sure kids aren't even i can use a cane uh, pole <laughs> right so just helping them get get the get the bait out there how to use the cane poles make sure no one's launching a fish into orbit you know and they <laughs> uh, get one on the line um uh, just basic fishing assistance, and then uh, we, we'll need people to help with the equipment as well. So mostly just keeping uh, keeping the game poles uh, ready to use. You know, re-rigging them when needed, stuff like that. So, where do these fish come from? We so the the bluegill. I should say we stock uh, bluegill, and sometimes I don't, I don't know if again this is my first year, so I don't know if it's an every year thing, but I know at least sometimes they'll have catfish as well. Uh, and we'll usually, for the bluegill, purchase them 
through, uh, and that's not on my end. So I can't say exactly who specifically, but that's normally something where if we don't have the adult-sized fish in, in our hatcheries, we'll purchase them from like a, a, a right. private hatchery. Or, yeah, sometimes they'll come from out of state. Just So what I heard here is anybody can do this. If you have some time, what kind of commitment do they have to make? So every day we'll have two sessions. So there's like an AM and a PM fishing session. They're, the fishing portion lasts three hours for the kids, but we ask volunteers to be there, you know, in half an hour before it starts and stay in half an, half an hour after to help with set up and, and clean up. So it's a four-hour commitment. Uh, though in exchange, I mean, outside of, of course, the joy of, of spreading fishing to our youth, uh, you also you get a free parking pass, um, state fair entry for the day that you that you volunteered. Get a volunteer T-shirt, of course. But uh, it's a great it's a great way to, at the very least, get into the fair for uh, for free. Well, you have a big job as the fishing programs coordinator for the state. We're talking about the state fair. Where do how do <clears throat> How do people get in touch with you and say, hey, you know what, I can do this. I got a couple buddies who can go out and do this. Where do they need to contact? So we have we have a state fair uh, fishing pond webpage. If you just if you search DNR state fair fishing pond, it'll be the first thing that pops up. Uh, but on there, you can click on the uh, you know which station you'd like to volunteer for, and it'll automatically take you to the the webpage to. Uh, to, to register to be a volunteer. Uh, so a lot of it's online, though people can reach out to me directly if they they prefer that. My email is cconnor2, so that's C-C-O-N-N-E-R-2, the number two, at dnr.in.gov. Uh, or we also have a fishing pond email. It's just DNR State Fair Fishing Pond, all one big uh one big uh, word at dnr.in.gov, and they can just reach out to either one of those those emails, and I'll uh, I'll see it and I'll point them in the right direction. Well, we can't thank you enough for all the great work that you do. Even though you're year one, I think this is going to be the best year ever because you're just that type of leader, right? People are going to want to come out and give their time and talent. And uh, we got free fishing days coming up here. We'll be back in touch with you, I'm sure, as we get a little deeper into the year, uh, but. Anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure people hear? Uh, just to, you know, be aware that I, I am new to this position, but I do have a lot of a lot of stuff uh, planned in terms of fishing programming. Um, eventually, we'll start rolling out stuff um, like you know classes on how to target certain species or intro to fishing classes for beginners. Uh, all that stuff will start rolling out we're uh kind of a new team right now in my little uh my little group so I love uh, it. The, the point is just uh stay stay in touch and you know pop in every once in a while to our web pages you know our social media just to see what we we got going on because i got a lot of big stuff planned for sure i know you do we appreciate you being a part of indian outdoors thanks for being a part of it Yes, sir. My pleasure. It is Indiana Outdoors. I'm your host, Brian Pointer, The Fishing Pond. It's going to be here before you know it. Sign up. We'll be back right after this.
we just get squeezed and squeezed for time. And that's my fault because I love talking to our great guests. Like Ginger Murphy, what a great conversation. You know, people take for granted. Everybody knows what to do in a state park, how to plan your trip, but she makes it so easy. And all the interpretive naturalists make these stories come to life, creating memories. We can't thank her enough. Of course, this is the Indiana Outdoor Show. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. And I am your host, John Martino. What a great guy. I know none finer. He is an award-winning, uh, active Hoosier outdoor writer. But he, for the last 40 years, has planned and coordinated, along with many volunteers, a great fishing derby that involves a couple of weeks, hundreds of volunteers. It impacts the community with hundreds of families. The applications... Uh, and the registrations open on Tuesday. So you heard him say, get there early because they will sell out. And it ends with a humongous fishing derby. Some 70 boats with professional captains will be taking the kids out. It is a worthy pursuit up in Kokomo. Many thanks to Chris Connor, also the state fishing coordinator, for being with us. The fishing pond will be open soon. It's hard to believe we're already talking about the Indiana State Fair, but we are because that's what we do here. It is my thrill and privilege to be with you. Remember, folks, turn in a poacher, 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. Enjoy this beautiful mid-June weather and get outside. See you outside, everybody. Mm-hmm.